everybody. Happy Sunday and uh, happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to Call the AD and welcome to Scottish Watches. Hope you're uh, watching the show with someone you love who also loves watches <laughs> or maybe just with a watch you love. There you go. Um, yeah. I'm Arthur. I'm Tick Tick Broom. I'm Stephanie and I'm She Watches the World on Instagram. And yeah. this is our weekly show where we go in depth on one topic and try to have a lot of fun with it. This week, we're actually just doing a Q&A kind of show for Valentine's Day. Um, we posted a poll on Instagram for some questions. So we'll be uh, highlighting some of our favorites from that and answering them and also um, answering some questions live. So uh, if you're here with us live, um, what we're going to do is go through the questions we got from Instagram first and then open it up for other ones from the chat. Um, but first, let's do yeah. a wrist check, right? I mean, yeah, we're, we tried to find our most Valentine's themed watches. I did a live yesterday, which was also Valentine's themed day. And it's hard to find two watches that are pink and red. But right, I right. think I did it. You want to start off? Then? Yeah. So yesterday I wore my Nomos Club Campus on a bright pink strap, which is really fun. Delugs made a great pink strap that matches perfectly for me. Um, but today I am wearing my first Omega in space on a Barton red strap. Um, just fun. Good. It's good. Yeah. That watch is extra hot now that it's discontinued. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, and I wanted a, a Speedmaster for a really long time. So this is this is truly a, a love affair. Yeah. And I'm wearing my one of my only colorful watches, and it's barely colorful, the Grand Seiko Spring SBGA 413. Which would look great on me on a pink suede strap. Just saying. One yes. Day, maybe it's a fun day. hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'd like to point out that the only Valentine's Day you gift you sent was to your dealer, Karan, uh-huh. who got a Valentine's present, but I have not. Your Valentine's Day is not over. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Um, I, and Koos is mentioning, yesterday we did a, a fun show with our friend Karan on his channel <laughs> about time. And Stephanie's obsessed with the pink dial Vacheron Overseas. Yeah. So, uh, that's a pipe dream though. That is like nowhere in the budget no, anytime exactly. soon. That's, uh, I did so cheap beautiful. out by not, uh, <laughs> like remortgaging our house. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. well, cool. It's nice to see you all here today. Yeah. Saying hi to some friends here. I see Mike Finlow, Wrist Ross, Mark Wheeler, Instablane. Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our friend Coos. Uh, Dan's here. My mom's here. Happy Valentine's Day, hey. mom. Um, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Good to see you all. Uh, let's see, I guess we, oh, quick reminder, um, the usual stuff. If you can hit the like button, subscribe and hit the bell icon, you'll know when we go live in the future and, uh, and follow us on Instagram at at call the a dot D and that's where we collected all the questions that we're going to be going through today. So should we start it off? Yeah, let's start it. I think we'll start with a very sort of Valentine's Day themed question. Okay. And I think Dan kind of set us up for this one. All right. But uh, here we go. What is it like being in a couple where you both collect Expensive? Watches? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably the one word answer. Like, Next question. <laughs> it would be really convenient if I was just satisfied with like a Michael Kors watch and you just had like one fossil you wore mm-hmm. every day, but... That it's, is not who we are. So. It's fun. It is really fun. You always have yeah. someone to talk watches with, yeah. but it's easy to sort of like reinforce each other's obsessions with particular watches. The one thing that I think is funny is that we've ended up with a bunch of couples watches, like his and hers versions. Part of this is because we don't share very well. Like, so be it. That's fine. I think other couples share better than we do. Um, But like the Nomos Club Campus, I got one for you. I really liked it. I kept seeing it over and over again. So I got one for myself too, Um, which is just silly, but I did. And then Speedmaster, you had a speedy you know, I wanted a speedy. That's kind of what started the whole, my whole watch obsession, but right. I didn't like the regular one because it was too big and you got one and then I really, really wanted it. So I finally found my first Omega in space. Um, and now I'm on a little bit of a Panerai kick that I kind of want the Panerai yeah. Duet 38, it's, but you have a Panerai. It's like having someone else model these other watches yeah. around you all the time. And then, and I think we probably our tastes converge a bit because when you see something a lot or talk about it a lot, you tend to like right. it more. And now right? that I'm into the overseas, you're like, Ooh, I want an overseas. Hey, too. hold on. 
I've been talking about the over the men's or larger size yeah, overseas I guess I wasn't for listening. over a year now. <laughs> I wasn't listening. On all the chats with Dan going way back. That was Well, you and Dan have a a watch bromance that cannot be matched. That's so right. I don't like Happy hear Valentine's all those conversations. Day, Dan. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'd say it's it's mostly very positive yeah, and it's, it's good because we understand the hobby right it's, yeah it's probably different uh in a circumstance which is probably more common where one person's into the hobby right. and others aren't so though in terms of buying watches we tend to buy our own watches right yeah um, we don't really um, buy there's a surprise coming other. later today that i don't know about but oh, I, I really got it no. um no but you know you have your budget for your stuff I have budget for my stuff. So even though it's the same pot, we all kind of, we both do our separate things yeah. to save up for watches. We do it so, so we don't have to ask yeah. the other person's permission right. to pull the trigger on a watch. We obviously talk about it a lot, but it's yeah. not like, right. no, you can't go buy that. It's ugly. I don't like it. Right, right. But so, you have good taste. So yeah, so I feel out. lucky. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of like our, our most Valentine's Day yeah. themed question. Uh, moving to the next one, this one comes from Sam and her watch mm. box, our fellow Scottish watches pal. That's a fun question. What's the best watch memory you have with either an old one or one you still have with you? Um, I have an idea, but you want to go first? Sure, sure, sure. And I'll share the screen, um, if not just to show the watch I'm talking about. So this was uh, a watch that you gave me. Yeah. On the day before our wedding yeah. day. So as sentimental watches go, that's about as high as it can get. Uh, this is the Frederic Constant Classics Manufacturer, and it was their first watch with an in-house movement in it. It's a very sort of classically styled dress watch with definitely some uh, Breguet influence in the aesthetics there. Um, I really like the guilloche dial. And it's really just about the memory more than anything. I wore it with the tux on our wedding yeah. day, so you can't really get better than that, if no. you ask me. There's some great pictures of you in a tux. Probably my only pictures of you in a tux and a dress That's watch, true. which is really nice. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how about you? Um, you did not give me a watch for, my, for our wedding. You got me a beautiful, beautiful pearl necklace. What yeah, watch would you get me a, as a wedding? And an engagement ring, for yes, God's sake. Okay. <laughs> what watch would you get me if we were getting married? Oh, to wear with a wedding dress? Yeah. I think I'd get who I mean if I could, the JLC one oh one. The like exactly. smallest watch the bracelet one. But like if you wanted something a little more versatile yeah. than that, probably the um JLC reverso duetto. Oh something blue. Balloon. Yeah, there you go. Blue. There you go. That's, That's a good one. Um, so what about you? Um, so several years ago, like right as we were early getting into watch collecting, Arthur and I planned a big trip to the Seychelles. Um, no, and I Sorry, wanted to get a vacation watch that would be like, okay, to go swimming and adventuring and do all the things that we were going to yeah. do, but also feel like oh, safe and fine with. That's, you didn't, you're telling the wrong story for the picture you told me to pull up. Oh, I am actually. Yeah, Sorry. Well, then there's right. two. Um, anyway, so I got my Seiko SKX013 and it's just like the perfect vacation watch. And that's the only watch I wore for a whole trip. And it was a really amazing trip. Felt like super far away and like we were in the middle of nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was, that was kind of a fun watch memory. And now Rich fixed it for me finally. So the date day and the date wheel work now. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of a... That's a fun memory. Oh, yeah. let's let's talk about this other one you asked me to pull up too. Oh, though. sorry. Yeah, that's a really cute picture. Oh, hold on. Let's see. Now, damn it, these tabs <laughs> all have the same name. Sorry, y'all. It just says Stephanie's Instagram on the tab. Let's see. No, for God's <laughs> sake, they've switched places. Let's do the application. Okay. Sorry, all. This is IT troubleshooting live. There we go. There we go. Um, anyway, that's my very no, it's not first watch. <laughs> Seriously? Shit. <laughs> there we there go. There we go. 
So, I mean, mom's on, so correct me if I'm wrong, mom, but I think this is my very first watch and it's a Mickey Mouse watch and I still have it. I put it on a red strap, um, but I do actually remember wearing this quite a bit. And then I think down the line came a Winnie the Pooh watch, but um, I don't know, mom, the fact that you found this picture, I think is really, is really fun and sweet. And um, who knew that this would be something that I would get into later on but yeah that's kind fun. of a fun picture that is fun. yeah cool well after that it disaster i'm going to close that tab so that i don't screw it up again yeah and we'll move on to the next question <laughs> uh this is a cool one mm. a little different theme uh from john watch smith on instagram what watch do you want to see come out this year uh we did a fun episode that was on watches we wish existed mm-hmm. and i think i'd probably love to see some of those come out this year I had to pick one from that. It was, I wished for a slightly smaller version of an IWC big pilot. That would be nice. Um, Like what's your ideal size? Like if they could bring it from 46 to 44, I think it would still like maintain the character, but I know there's a pretty significantly large movement in there. So I actually don't know if that would work, but yeah, um, they do put it in the Portuguese eight day or seven day or whatever. Um, So maybe it would work. And and then another one of mine was a El Primero, oh, yeah. classic El Primero in between the 38 and the 42 sizes. And that that wish might come true. Maybe. Um, that's something you've been talking about forever. So if yeah. I could just get you to stop talking about it, I'd be happy if it, if it came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want any watches I like to come out this year. I feel like I have a good wish list going and there's like some hope of adding one or two of these maybe this year. So I don't want to fall in love with, right. with something else right now. I don't want the perfect thing to come out. I like the stuff that I have on my wish list. Um, you know, last year the Zenith Defy Midnight came out, which was just like Zenith designed a watch for me. And I had to say, but I had to get it. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I did. So like enough, I think I don't want anything perfect yeah. to come out, which is like a terrible answer, but um, well, It does mean it's interesting because we were talking about this recently about how it's very easy to get excited about new releases Mm -hmm. and sort of jump on the hype train. But I was thinking, what's the likelihood that like the best watch for you is when watches wristwatches have existed for over a hundred years? What is the likelihood that the best watch for you is coming out now in this like what we've been into the six or seven years like in this particular time frame? Or I mean in in like this month yeah, or this yeah, year amongst all the that's years true. too. Right. Yeah. So uh, something, something to think yeah. about. Um, let's see. Oh uh, yeah. Mark, Mark likes the, the fabled IWC, not quite big yeah. pilot. Exactly. <laughs> and Dan mentions another one I would love to see someday. That would be great. An authentic re-edition of a Navitiber cosmos. Dan, that's, that's a brightling I might buy, which it's hard to find. Yeah. So. The Scott Carpenter bright yeah. is the key yeah. there. Yeah. That would be great. Cool. So that was a fun question. Yep. Thanks, I John. Like um, this is an interesting one from, I actually don't know how to say his Instagram <laughs> username, um, but do you store watches in a safe or secure deposit box? If so, why and which do you recommend? Mm. You know, I thought about putting our watches in a, in a like safe deposit box, you know, somewhere else, but. I worry we won't wear them. Right. Right. So for convenience, to balance convenience and security, we mostly just have a separate insurance plan Mm -hmm. for jewelry and watches that covers, you know, theft, loss, whatever, not just in your house, but anywhere you're traveling with them internationally as well. And I'm sure that's, you know, it's a recurring expense as opposed to just buying a safe or I guess safe deposit box at a bank is also a recurring expense. But for us, it's sort of the peace of mind and you don't have the constraints of having to deal with this other thing. Um, I like yeah. it too, because I feel like then we're not scared to wear anything that we have. Right. Yeah. And yes, we both have a few special pieces that couldn't be replaced. But for the most part, if we really lost something that we wanted to replace, we probably could with the insurance policy. So Right. So that's how yeah. we handle it. Yeah. I can understand if people who have like bigger collections or stuff that's like a real investment or something, horology, I could see moving to a safety deposit box and like sort of rotating watches in and out of a bank. But that's just not for us right now, at least. So So. we're out of space in our watch boxes now. 
That's for sure. True. We have wolf boxes yeah. that are really nice. Yeah. Um, but what I'm thinking about doing after watching, I don't know if ladies are on, whatever, watching like the home edit or Marie Kondo or all of that mm-hmm. is I want like one of our top dresser drawers to be like all of the watches. That would be cool. Um, Arthur has um, uh, made me move all my quartz watches into my office because they tick too loud. And they're yeah, not allowed on the dresser ridiculous. in our bedroom. But maybe if they're in a drawer, it would be okay. And I could see everything at once. I don't know. I think it would be Yeah, fun. yeah. So. so anyway, that's what we do. Yeah. But we're not doing the Doctor Strange movie thing where there's watch winders placed horizontally that do nothing. Yes, no. So, we yeah. We don't, we don't have any winders. So. Um, all right. Our next question comes from our friend Coos. Uh, this is a big one, and I think it might deserve its own show. Yeah. What iconic watches do you consider must-haves for collectors in a top 10 order? That's really hard. Yeah. So... What I'd like to say today, at least, is there are definitely a lot of iconic watches, but what how they would rank for you is totally dependent mm-hmm. upon your personal style and interests. Right. Um, for me, I would probably tend to list iconic tool watches because of the kind of stuff I like. Um, but personally, if I had to say like one or two, it's appropriately rated speedy pro okay and i think everyone should consider one yeah not necessarily own if it's not your thing and underrated but truly iconic the breitling navitimer and i think it deserves more attention there you go there you go dan little breitling shout out yeah what happened yeah how about Um, you what do you think well generally i'm not sure i i like the idea of like must-haves in a collection like i don't want to feel like there's a checklist of something that you're trying to get because you should right. you should love it all and so you know if your collection is full of wonky things that instagram doesn't even know about or think about or hodinkee's never written up like so be it that's great it's yep. it's you know watches that you love so i think that's that's kind of most important um but i'm with you like generally watches that i think if you're into this you should at least seriously consider i gotta say speedy for sure yeah um I think for, for ladies, a Cartier tank, like there's something just so classic about it and you can't go wrong with it. And if you wanted a one watch as a lady, I think that's, that would be a really great yeah. piece. And, and in various forms, right. It doesn't have to be the like Jackie Kennedy tank, mm-hmm. Louis the 14th, right. but right. like a tank right. of some sort. Yeah. I think would be. I think it's just tank Louis. Tank Louis. It's because it's named after Louis Cartier, not the that king. That makes more sense. <laughs> Ignore me. But- um, it's, it is interesting how there's different ways to collect here. Like Jeremy's saying he doesn't want anything mm. iconic. It yeah. doesn't speak to him. And I think I'm probably more like Coos where I do like to sort of get the watch that is the icon of a brand sure. and sample different brands that way. So. I can see that, but I like a mix. Like I love my Nomos Tetra. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a funky, weird color, weird shape. You know, no one's going to call that a classic anytime soon. That's true. But That's true. I like it. But then I do have the tank and I have the speedy, yeah. which are, which are it's, very it's kind of. Classics. I mean, we could really do an episode here. But for me, I think getting a few iconic things that to me sort of set the core of my mm-hmm. collection then help me feel freer to explore funky stuff that doesn't need to be like a daily wear necessarily. And yeah. it felt almost liberating to be like, ah, I've got stuff that's versatile and goes with everything. It's now it's time to have fun and explore like weird niches of taste. And who was we talking to that had the idea of like, you have your three watch core collection that never goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. And those three watches work for all occasions. And then you have everything else that you can like rotate in and out. I thought that was my idea. No, no. <laughs> It was John Helton. Okay. Was he saying about yeah, that? Like, that you sounds, wanted to, like, get something right. set before getting, like, a dachshund a crazy color or something. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So. Um, but, Coos, maybe we'll do a full show on that because I could definitely think yeah. of, like, 10, we've got, 10 icons. We've got some. I think in, Blaine's yeah. got sort of a good list here Aww. of sort of the, the sport watch icons. Why'd all, you sell them all? New experiences. Yeah. He traded uh, up for uh, one of the 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 Patek pilot travel times. Okay. So it's, 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 it's gone. Upgrades. All right. Yeah, yeah. He had the experience experience. That's good. Cool. Okay. Um, this is a cool one. Mm-hmm. I think this comes from 
uh, Alejandra, who's A.S. Macias on Instagram. Yes. Um, have you thought about what will be your first watch you give your child and at what age? Obviously, this is like what we thought about before we started looking at like things to get in the nursery or do any sort of registry or anything. This was like instant question. Um, so what I think I what we're going to try to do is kind of say well, you have already bought a watch for her. I did already buy a watch. We have a flick flack. Yeah that we got for her. Yeah, so yeah. that's already like ready to go. And I want to put it on a little like um, case thing in the nursery yeah, or something. Right, so right. And then with unicorns on it. And then sure, you have something you. else that's because I want to teach her how to tell time really yeah, early on. Right. Right. Um, but first like nice watch is I would love to get the oyster perpetual and candy pink. Cause she's mm-hmm. a baby girl. Yep. Um, but my thought is if we got it for her this year, it would be a birth year watch. Um, and then something that I will wear because I love it. <laughs> Um, and have some memories of her growing up and wearing it. And then I'd love to pass it on to her one day. So I'm a little waffling between the 31 and the 36 size, but I think 36 is the right size if, if we can get it. Um, also, by the way, if anyone else is like expecting or think they might, I think this would be like the ultimate gender reveal of <laughs> to send your, like you go, you like find out if it's a girl or a boy and in the doctor's office, they'll like write, in a card and like stick it in an envelope, mm-hmm. send the envelope to your dealer and say, send me either the Tiffany blue OP or the candy, or pink. The candy pink OP and then give that to your wife yeah. as like a gender reveal. I think that would be really, that is a very baller. complicated thing it to is. do these but days. But it doesn't start forest fires or, you know, hurt anybody. It's right. just an expensive right. one. Um, anyway, so I think that would be fun, but I don't know at what age, I think it depends if she's, mm-hmm going to be like me and scratch up her watches or be yeah. like you and be really yeah. careful. Um, so maybe as a like high school graduation gift or something like that. Um, <laughs> I like the way David thinks. I would have loved if my parents bought me a Pepsi. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm would working have been a on good that too. I'm working on that too. Um, but yeah. 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 It's um, cool. I, I see one good question here from Vintage Invicta. Let's come back around to that okay. at the end. We're trying to get through the ones from Instagram first, and then we'll come back. Yeah. Um, this is another one from Alejandra, mm. which we liked a lot. And I, this could also be a whole show. What's the most perfect watch-car combo you can think of? I think my watch-car combo is perfect. Oh, I you gotta already say, have it. I already do. Okay, let's let's share it now. This is the right this, now. This one. is where I meant to share this image. So yeah. I think my Explorer One paired with my 911-993 is the perfect combo. Like similar era, uh-huh. maybe actually exactly the same. Yeah. Um, because mine's a one four two seven zero, which I one 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 four two seven zero. Anyway, yeah. I think I think yeah. it might line up ninety six. The if it was a one four two seven now, it would be more period correct, okay. but it's basically the same. Watch. Um, anyway, I think it's a it's a really fun combo yeah. of like, I don't know, and I like them. And I think it actually works that my car and one of my watches mm-hmm. fit really well. So that if in this picture actually, Stephanie's nine nine three is here, and my Cayman GTS is here, which is sort of like a modern slightly harder edge yeah serious car and i think it it is (laughs) i think it fits really well with my iwc top gun um both like modern sort of technology focused stuff the ceramic of the top gun the black wheels of the cayman to me they go really well together so i think there probably are better watch car combos than those we listed but they're our favorites yeah they kind of represent our taste yeah. in watches and cars which so. have some parallels for sure yeah. though you were telling me that porsche design now has some things where you can design your watch like to match your car yeah a little bit There's which that di- would be fun. dial elements that match all the current oh, paint man. colors you can get the leather strap in the different leather colors with contrast yeah. stitching and you can even get the rotor of the uh of the watch you can pick designs that are the current wheel designs for that's, the car that's it's a little over the top but uh, I love it. Yeah. I think we should do a show on this. People are suggesting cool combos. Yeah. Chris Frost, the 928 and a Sin 144. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Both are funky. Fun, funky, <laughs> yeah. but special. Right. right? Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. 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 I think we should. I think we should do that as a show. All right. 
One more question there from Alejandra, which I liked as well. Is there anything else you collect? Um, not really collect. Mm -hmm. You collect guitars, sort of. I wouldn't say collect. I have some that I like and play, but I haven't bought one in years at this point. I've got them in my happy place. Other hobbies, but not necessarily collecting. Yeah. Guitars, driving cars, Mm -hmm. but... But that's, a, that's another yeah. shared hobby, which is fun. Like you're definitely a little bit more into it than I am, but yeah. um, we have yeah. fun doing that shared together. Um, I'm into horses. I'm not collecting horses, which is <laughs> also good for our budget and wallet and not riding much right now, but yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I love this comment. David Bryant prefers to match his watches with yes. his yachts. As one does. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so not much in terms. Also, I do have a little bit in the way of vinyl records, but mm-hmm. it's not really collecting in the sense that I collect watches. Yeah. Nothing kind of matches that. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, let's see. This is a, a funny sort of off the wall question from our friend like Mr. Psychopath. Yeah. What is the bluest watch you can think of? We each picked one here. Let's see if we got the same because I, I don't know. I sent you mine. Do okay. mine first. Okay, here you go. So I think the Zenith Defy Skeleton Classic Blue on Blue. I mean, this this it's literally all blue. We've seen these in person. They're actually super hard to tell time on. Um, but I think they're beautiful. It's very very blue. It's yeah, um, it's cool. I actually would really like the black one. I think that would be a fun one to add to my yeah. collection one day. Um, but this was the bluest watch I can think of. And then I picked. There's another watch that I think is, it's a tie, if you ask me, and that is the Speedy Moon Phase Blue Side of the Moon. Blue Side of the Moon is not a thing. I know. I know. (laughs) It's okay, though, because it's just very blue. I I like that they even went with the blue What's the case made out of? It's ceramic. Is it? Yeah, just like the Zenith. Yeah. Um, Do you like some blue with your blue it's oh, like uh exhibit on that old show, <laughs> Pimp My yeah. Ride. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, I mean, these would both win Blue Watch Monday. They For sure. Blue, oh, that's a thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, cool. Let's what see. What are some other ones? Um, super blue. I don't know of anything else with Blue Case. That's where I was yeah. like, that is yeah, really that's blue. I forgot about the blue side of the moon. So it's a dumb concept, mm-hmm. but... My pretty. favorite Blue Watches are probably... The various petite prints, IWCs. Yeah. But they're not like blue, blue. blue. Yeah. Um, This is a hard question. Stir Smile asks favorite Uh, tool watch. I mean, that's basically like the genre that I collect. So it's really hard to pick a favorite. Let me specify this, like going a little bit further. What's the most useful function? Like what function do you use the most? in your tool watches? I actually use chronographs. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't, but I... I time a lot of things and sometimes I need the timing function and sometimes I just want to time them. Yeah. Like I'll time how long it takes to leave the house, go to the grocery store and come back. <laughs> how long has the dog been out? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cooking things. I find that useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So f- for me, chronographs are the, my favorite mm-hmm. type of tool watch. Ah, geez. If I had to pick one, that's really hard. You have to. Probably speedy. So. If I had to go put it like gun to my head, speedy pro. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the most useful function for me is a dive bezel. Um, I don't use the chronograph on my speedy all that mm-hmm. much. I play with it, but I don't use it that much. But the dive bezel as a timer, I use all the time. Um, I find that super convenient. Like, oh, I only have 10 minutes to do something. Or when I was riding, like, you know, I want to ride this horse for an hour, you know, mm-hmm. being able to yeah. keep track of time. Um, so my most useful tool watch, I would say, is my Planet Ocean. Um, but my favorite, I, I mean... You don't even have to own it, right? It could be anything. Yeah, oh, that's true. I guess the, I guess that is probably my favorite. I mean, Explorer 1 is a tool watch, right? Because it can just be like... By how much you wear every... it, that's probably your favorite yeah. thing. Thing. It's certainly... It's got to be my most worn at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. One of those. Okay, yeah. the next question is our, from our friend Dan, and he really sort of like dropped a bomb on us with mm-hmm. this one. Do you think Rolex deserves the pedestal? I don't know, Dan, what do you think? I'm guessing you don't. On? I have <laughs> a feeling. I, 
I mean, Dan, Dan owns a, a Submariner yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you and I talk about this sometimes yeah. about the Rolex wave, right? Of like when you first get into watches. You think it's the best thing. You think thing. it's the best thing and like yeah. save up, get a Rolex. That's the epitome of it. And then the more you learn, you're like, oh no, there's... AP and Paddock and Vacheron and like this whole other horology horology. So why would like get other watches that are better value? Don't pay for the brand of Rolex. And if you're really going to go down the rabbit hole, get something in one of those Holy Trinity. And then you kind of come back around like, actually Rolexes are finished really nicely and really well. And then we just like thought about the second hump down for like people who are super Mm -hmm. into independence, right. Of like, another level of expense and crazy. Yeah. And then you, know, you go back to Rolex. And then you go back to Rolex. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'd say we're in the second Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> I think, at the moment. I think they deserve a lot of credit and, mm-hmm. but I don't think they necessarily should be on such a pedestal as they currently seem to be. Like yeah. the level of hype is high. They make very, very good watches. And I think, are fairly priced for what they make, but the premium stuff that's going on with the steel models is ludicrous. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not like about paying above list price. No, no. Right. For something to, to, I mean, I, I, I've been, especially earlier in collecting very turned off by just the like hype and marketing around it Mm -hmm. and wanting to explore stuff that, you know, I feel like with Rolex, you're competing with other enthusiasts to get the watches, but yeah. also like everybody and their brother who's ever wanted a nice watch too, because that's what you, the general public seems to think mm-hmm. of immediately because of the marketing, especially since like the 80s and on when Rolex rose to more like right. luxury items. Right. Um, so I don't think they deserve the height of the pedestal people have placed them on, but I do think they deserve a lot of respect and credit. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I will say too, I mean, I think, yes, there are brands where you can get more bang for your buck, right? For sure. Like Grand Seiko is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still just something I, and, and I, I, I don't know. I'm saying this is, I want a pink Rolex to be like yeah. kind of weird yeah, yeah. and funky. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we're both trying to get particular yeah. ones right now, yeah. but as to the question, yeah, I think it's it's a bit much hype. Yeah, yeah. But I love my Explorer, so yeah, yeah. yeah. They make good stuff, yeah, for sure. Um, our friend Roberto, who on uh, Instagram is RF Guimarães F, um, said, "Can the Speedy Pro go to the beach? Do you swim with chronographs?" Uh, I have never taken Speedy <laughs> Pro to the beach, especially if you know me and the way I take care of watches. I take dive watches to the beach. I think a new Speedy Pro can, technically, for its yeah. water resistance. Um, I don't swim with chronographs. I've taken mine to the beach, but I haven't not swimming with it. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd swim with, like, a Planet Ocean chrono with the screw-down pushers. It's designed yeah. to work that way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's that guy on Instagram who's, like, his whole feed is his Speedy in water. Oh, right. He's like snorkeling Speedmaster or something like that. Yeah, which is Uh, kind of fun. He makes me very nervous, but I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, So no, mine mine doesn't. Yeah, I would go with dive watches. Um, And Roberto also asked Mm -hmm. another question, which is chrono or three-hander. I kind of answered this earlier. For me, I love chronos. I love three-handers. That's like most of what I have are three-handers. Easy enough. Yep, for sure. And then um, Natural Escapement asked our last question from Instagram Mm. here, which was a very sort of niche problem, but have you ever had customs trouble regarding um, paperwork regarding Mm. a strap? And I think this is mainly for like exotic leathers. I haven't bought a Stingray strap or an ostrich. I bought a a gator strap, but uh, so no. Um, but it's probably just because I'm not really, you know, marketing or shipping yeah. um, exotic straps. But um, but generally, like, I have bought some watches in Europe and brought them back and haven't had any trouble. It's it's great, and you get a great discount. Um, yeah. And, yeah, haven't had any problems with that refunds or anything like that generally. Yeah. So um, I think it's a great way to buy watches, actually, if you can. Yeah, and then you have the memory of buying it on yeah, a trip, too. it's fun. 
Um, so let's switch over to questions from the chat okay. and our, uh, our mystery guest, Vintage Invicta, <laughs> uh, said, has this question. A lot of people don't like to wear 30s and 40s watches, particularly because of size. Men most of the time is more of a 34 or 36 millimeter. What's your opinion on those old time pieces? They're perfect for women. <laughs> that's, I knew you were going to go there. That's my answer. Yeah. Like, Women should totally be looking in vintage market, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you can get some amazing, amazing dress watches that, um, frankly, look 100% perfectly at home on smaller wrists. Um, and I don't know, it, it would like look weird to me to see those on your wrists at this point. But um, I would actually really like to learn a little bit more about the vintage world and, and markets. I think I could find some just really amazing pieces. Like I scroll eBay for these things and I see stuff I like, but I don't know enough about what I'm looking for to know I'm getting myself in trouble or not. Yeah. But, it's, it's a difficult market to navigate, but I think it's, especially if you like those sizes, it's a big yeah. opportunity for some mm -hmm. really cool stuff. And that kind of goes to my point earlier from like, what's the likelihood that like the watch that you would love the most was made right now at this right. moment in history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Coming from a guy that's never bought a vintage watch, that's really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come around, I think, yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just a whole, like, niche we haven't really gotten into, but I'd like to. Yeah. 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 Um, Dan says they're perfect for men as well. Who yeah. says any size watch is small or too big? Whatever <laughs> floats your yacht in the bath. I haven't heard that no. term of phrase. No. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one. I, I like this one. Mm. Wrist Ross is asking, mm. what do you think the IWC Encore teaser is? And are you biting? Yeah, Let me see if I can thing. pull it up um, to show you everyone what he's referring to. There is IWC has something they're teasing on their website. Yeah. And the marketing copy says an icon makes its encore. Um says for those who missed the 90s and it shows this like very blacked out looking watch with uh note the squared off loom on the hands when those pop mm -hmm. up so this makes me immediately think of um the 90s um flyger chrono the very first one made in black ceramic uh which at the time was 39 millimeters i think and from what they're showing in the side profile of the case here, it looks like the crown and pushers are also black. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing they're probably doing their serotanium material applied to a sort of more retro flagger with the squared off hands from the 90s. Um, real question is, what will the size come out to be? Because I, th I think the smallest chrono pilot chrono they make right now with that 69,000 series movement is the, um, the Spitfire chrono at 41 millimeters. Okay. So my guess is around 41, 69,000 series in-house movement, all serotanium with the squared off hands to get that kind of nineties chrono look. Um, I would be interested in that, but I love my Top Gun so much. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't see you swapping it out. No, and and to be honest, what the stuff they've done in Serotanium so far has been very pricey. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it warranted that price yeah. too. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. When is this one supposed to come out? Uh, there's a countdown on the top. They're unveiling right. it in 10 days. 10 days, okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll so see. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dan says, hopefully it's the Keenan and Kel special IWC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Anya's right. IWC is up to something. Yeah. Um, let's so see. Chris has a question. Chris Chang is asking, do you have any watch you would get that everyone hates and you can't pick an Invicta? Hmm. Mm. I don't... Well, you know, I don't know about everyone hates, but... I like a lot of Panerai's and I know a lot, a lot of people yeah. don't. Yeah. And I, I own my Pan 560 and I really enjoy that. Um, I think um, smaller ladies date just people tend to like, especially in watch world, think that mm. they're kind of boring or not 
great picks. I wouldn't say everybody hates them, but I would love to have one of those one day. I think um, enthusiasts tend to write them off as like, yeah, oh, that's too, too like, basic or yeah, exactly, right, right, right. Um, anything else everyone hates? I like the Bulgari um, um, Serpenti, but not, I mean, not the jeweled one, but the one that's just like the oval, mm. like snake head with leather mm-hmm. around. No one ever talks about that one, but. Richard's mentioning know. the Lee Snardan freak. Oh. I don't know if everyone hates yeah. it, but I like it. You do like it. I know it's Dan cool. hates it. Yeah. Um, a bit too modern. Yeah. Uh, Karan says, Ooblow. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's an Ooblow I would buy, uh-huh. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, this is good. Someone's been watching the show. Oh Alejandra God. says, Arthur, what's been the biggest scare you've had when you banged a watch against something? I remember this vividly. I remember vividly. This is this is uh, in Bakersfield, <laughs> California. You knew this was going to be this one, yeah, right? You're pissed. I was wearing my uh, Planet Ocean with the matte ceramic bezel. It's walking into a diner, and uh, they had a a brick surround on the doorway, and the edge of my Planet Ocean hit a brick like straight on or straight onto the edge of the bezel. Yeah. Uh, the bezel dinged, but the ceramic did not break and did not mark a bit. Yeah. So definitely the biggest scare, but that's one time when I was really, really happy I had a ceramic bezel. You weren't um, happy about anything at that moment. And then we had a mediocre breakfast burrito. That was just a bad bunch yeah, all around. Everybody talks about how they have these like, <laughs> Oh, this is this scratch is from the time when I first held my daughter as a baby. I'm like, no, this is like bad hangover <laughs> breakfast burrito disappointment. So bad. You know? Yeah. yeah that was true. not good. Yeah. That was not good. Um Dan's trolling <laughs> you here, I think. Yeah, you know my pet peeves, Dan. Um, yes, I very much hate cutoff numerals. IWC can get away with it sometimes, but not the Portuguese. What do you think about if they uh, do that? I would get a watch. I would, you can have that watch if you want. Not, mm-hmm. not for me. Um, and I really, you just know me well, Dan. I really hate odd color date windows. Mm-hmm. Like I love, okay. I'll give you a shout out to Brightline because Dan asked this question. Like the new, um, is it the chronomats that they've come out with, with the matching um, color windows and the ladies yeah. watches, I think are really mm-hmm. great. Like in that green color, the salmon, the blue, the um, date windows are matching, which is great. Like, Finally, it can't be that much more expensive to to do that. Yeah. But there's nothing like worse than this really beautiful, like the, even IWC on the Petite Prince, right? That beautiful blue stunning dial. And then there's like white date window. And it just, I mean, some takes people it say away. functionally it's for readability, right? Yeah, but like, I, I, I don't know. No, I'm no. with you. I prefer a matching. Yeah. Date the date window doesn't bother me on my Zenith because it's like small enough that it, it kind of just looks like it's one of the markers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Dan's got another one for you um, that I think is a, a more less trolly question, yeah. I guess. What are your thoughts on Hodinkee's recent post calling on brands to label watches as unisex? It, it's great. I think what Cara did in that article was was fantastic. And does it apply for every situation? No, not necessarily. And um, do I really think a bunch of men are going to, you know, wander around wearing like mm-hmm. watches with diamonds all over them? No, I'm not expecting that. But um, I do think having a trend and supporting more of marketing towards unisex makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't think anyone's masculinity is going to be threatened if there's like a great IWC campaign with a female fighter pilot wearing your top run chronograph. Right. Yeah, like, right, right. I think just, um, no, I actually think they've done some of that and I think it's really cool. I think it's, I think it's really neat. So just open that, open that door up a little bit. There's some brands already that, you know, you can't necessarily search by women's or men's watches on their website, which, which I like. And some brands lend itself a little bit more to being unisex, right? I know, I know I always talk about Nomos, but Nomos just has that kind of Bauhaus simple, really unisex design. That's right. pretty popular right yeah. now. So that, that works. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it was Kari who said this in the article, like what the, the part of things that offend me are when you take men's watches and you shrink them, put diamonds mm-hmm. all over them and say, this is a ladies edition. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I want to show something like a range of sizes and, you know. It's also a bit lazy design, especially yeah. if they're starting with, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a watch being designed from the start 
for a particular aesthetic no. in mind that may happen to appeal more to a man or a woman. Right. But it's a bit lazy when they try to convert between the two and do sort of like the half-assed job right. on the ladies' piece and, and call it that. And don't get me yeah. wrong, like I love, and I think they should still continue some of these more jewelry-focused ladies' watches. I think that they're stunning and beautiful, mm-hmm. and that's just a very different like design aesthetic and should, you know, should keep going with that. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with marketing a lot of typically men's watches towards, you know, unisex yeah. or towards women. Some. So good answer. Rant over. <laughs> All right. I like this one. Blaine says, what are your thoughts on the mm-hmm. Moser Streamliner three-hander? Hint, I'm getting one soon. I let's, uh, let's pull up a picture because yeah. this is a cool watch. Um, I think it's, I know this. The, the main one is the green dial color. I don't. I think they might be coming out with some others soon too. But um, there's the chrono here. I'm pulling this up. Let's share the screen. Yeah. The green is really cool. It is really cool, and I've heard it's even more stunning in person. Um, oh come on, Moser! Let me blow this up. It's a beautiful watch. There, there we go. go. Um, I think it's really cool mm-hmm. and I like that it's a completely unique design. Yeah. Like it's, it's feels so rare. You see something original. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've seen some videos of these dials and how dynamic they are in different lights. I think the bracelet's cool with the green dial. It definitely makes me think like serpent scale yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I've heard this is really neat detail. These loom plots, because they actually extend beyond the metal end of the hand, are actually made of like, a, I think it's a loom infused ceramic so that oh, they neat. can support their own weight. It's very cool. Uh, what do you think of these? Um, I, I think they're great. I think just having like that's such a unique dial like that is great. I also just generally want to see more green watches. I know it's not really a question, yeah. but I think that, um, I mean, that seems to be a, a new thing. I think it's right? coming. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone did blue watches. Then there was like big trend of white watches, like white cases and stuff. And then salmon dials were hot for a second. I think, I think green is coming in. Yeah. Right. But I want that Moser that looks like the Apple watch. That's the Moser I would get. The Swiss Alp yeah. watch. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's talk about that for a second. Let me see if I can find it on okay. their website. Um, oh, geez. Oh, gee. What? This might be a good time, Stephanie, for your rant on that most watch websites are terrible. Most watch websites are terrible, particularly terrible on mobile. Like when you're trying to find something or sort by something, they all are just crap. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. why it's so hard to design. I, even like when, you know, a sales associate is trying to pull something up in the store on the website, like they can't get it to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're, yeah. they're all awful. Um, anyway, I think this is like the trolliest of trolley watch. It's yeah, great. Which Moser's good at for sure. I, I mean, if you want to watch just to be like, screw you. I think this one's great. Yeah. So it and looks like, like an Apple gonna, watch, yeah. but the dial is Vanta black, which is the darkest, right. most light absorbing substance humans have ever discovered or created. I love that it has the like, I know this like thing Apple, is what, like, look. and also that's like what appears on an iPhone, but when it's mm-hmm. dying, right. right? So yeah. Anyway, wonderful comedy. That's the mother I, would get. I think they're, yeah. I think they're really awesome. Yeah, for sure. The Oris website is truly horrible. It's awful. It's just like un also unusable. Like say you go looking mobile. for a diver sixty five. Yeah, you click on a size and it tells you there's like forty five variations and it won't show them to you until right. you like navigate deeper and deeper and deeper. The one that um, really got me yesterday is I'm looking at the Panerai Due. I love it. Um, I really like it in that like slate gray color and I just want to see it with a bunch of straps and like Panerai their whole thing is straps right like that's mm-hmm. like a big part of them why is there not just a feature where every watch they have through. I can swipe through infinite right. color combinations you have to How go to a section on to straps be, and see the straps without a watch yeah. individually listed also even when you just swipe through the duets it goes like oh you were looking at the 38 you know what you probably want to see next is the 42 in, in gold and then we'll yeah. go to like the 40 in blue no like Show me mm-hmm. in, in some semblance of an order. Yeah. Um, Kron is right. Tudor is one of the better ones. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think agree. Pretty good. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh, Mark has some good science to yeah. drop here about the Vanta Black. Apparently, there's something called the MIT Black mm. that's even blacker. Okay. I think for a watch dial, the, the differences in the 
the darkness in the thousandth of a percent place are probably not going to make the biggest difference, but that's pretty Maybe cool. that'll be next year's Moser <clears throat> edition. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Cool. Well, uh, I guess we'll do, we'll do one more call for any yeah. final questions. I know this has been a lot of fun. Uh, first time we've done like totally random yeah, Q and A, but, but it's it, good. Got some like show ideas out of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Yeah. Uh, buying a watch online or in a store. Mm. Um, prefer in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I guess it depends on what aspect of the experience you're talking about. I prefer working with a real person I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether that's in store or shipped and, and right now way we buy watches, uh, mostly, you know, through an AD that we know well, um, who's on here. <laughs> um, and, but he's not physically located yeah. where we are so that the watches get shipped, but hopefully post COVID we can go out to, uh, Vegas and, and see our friend Kron. But some watches that you that aren't for sale right now in a store to be able to, you know, buy online is great. And I've definitely gotten some, some great deals. Um, but generally I do like to work with, with somebody. So even though when I've bought watches, like from crown and caliber, I've talked to somebody beforehand and made sure like I got my millions of questions answered. Right. And there's Um, no substitute for trying a watch on. So I've, I've actually never bought a watch. I haven't tried on. Oh, I have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I gotta say like, I need to buy more watches in stores because I drank enough espresso In champagne at um, various watch dealers. They definitely (laughs) deserve my in-store business. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes, come to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Definitely want to. Yeah. Cool. All right. Last call for any any further uh, questions, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. Yeah. It's a good Valentine's Day one. Yeah. It's kind of fun. We should think about some questions for people that watch the show. And like yeah. flip it around. Maybe we'll put some polls on Instagram. Be good. Or something we can like talk that. about results that come in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll be yeah. back next week, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we don't go anywhere. We don't have anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be good. Okay. Um, very cool. I think we'll probably wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for joining. And once again, happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Spend Day. it with a watch you love. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yeah. As always, check out everything else Scottish Watches from the podcast to the other shows on this channel, uh, Time of the Week. And uh, follow us on Instagram at callthea.d. Yeah. See you soon. Thanks, See everybody. Bye bye.